All right, man. I'm ready to roll. <clears throat> Perfect. Let's do it. You're listening to That's Just Life, a podcast exploring life, community, God, and friendship. This is episode four. Hey, welcome back to That's Just Life. It's a podcast about life and stuff. I'm Adam. I'm Donovan. And uh, today we're going to talk about making memories. I'm down with that. That was an intro. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) We're wondering how to do it. Now we got it. That's going to be for the next 300 episodes. (laughs) That format exactly? Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. So I was... was me and me and my wife Mandy were we've been on the hunt for an RV or motorhome for the last little bit because we have five children and those are expensive plane tickets to try and go somewhere on vacation <laughs> so we're we're pairing back we're going to drive places and then uh another another problem we ran into is uh to get seven people in a vehicle it's basically got to be a minivan and then minivans can't pull trailers (laughs) so so in order for us to get anywhere for a vacation making memories is what what we were talking about like how do we what are we doing with our summers that make what these kids can remember we kind of got to get an rv I'm sure there's many other ways around this. Like there's no Suburbans or there's no 15-passenger you know vans. No, or just not, not fuel economic for the rest of the... Because motorhomes are no, For the healthy. rest of the year. The rest oh, of the okay, year. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, got it. we'll burn a little bit extra fuel because it's vacation. Right, I got it. Yeah. So, but it's just cheaper than $1,000 plane tickets. And before you get anywhere, you've already spent seven grand. It's basically... And you just land it. That's the yeah, first three yeah. hours. And you don't... I'm not... We're not driving like 18 hours straight with five boys in the back seat of the minivan. That, that is not a fun time. That's not really good. That's maybe some children that would be great for. <laughs> Mine are not the ones. The, yeah, your children, <coughs> they would be special kids who that would not be a good, a good fit for them. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me about memories. How, this is a fascinating uh, subject. I'm excited to hear. Kind of your perspective and maybe looking back in your childhood and are there things from your childhood that impacted this decision-making process that you and Mandy are going through? Well, I think that, yeah, that's, that is where it all started. Growing up, we would, we'd go camping all the, like, so my, probably my favorite things that I can think of from being a kid was we would go to White Lake. Okay. In the white shell, and we would. There was this island there. It's wrecked now from a tornado that came through a oh. few years ago, but it was just like beautiful. And we would just camp on this island. And I don't know how many. It seemed like we were there like a lot of the summer. It probably wasn't that much, but thinking back, those are the memories I'm grabbing onto. I like, guess. Talk to me like two weekends a year. It was probably more like like five weekends okay. a year. That's well, but maybe not there specifically, but camping, going out, yeah. Yeah. And that was our thing. And those were just just being on the lake, being on the water. Okay, but what do you mean what do you remember like relationally with your family? What do you remember? I remember me and my brother taking 
just we just run around and explore everywhere. But we, the f- one thing I remember the most as we just had the most fun, we would take mushrooms off of trees, like the hard <laughs> mushrooms. Okay. We would find some sticks. Uh, the mushrooms on the trees were kind of shaped like golf club heads. So we'd find some sticks, we'd make golf clubs out of them, and take pine cones, and make golf courses across this whole island. That's rad. And we would just, and so we would just have just hours and hours of me and him hanging out, talking about whatever, but the whole time just playing mushroom golf, mushroom pine cone golf. So it's like, <laughs> like Mario Brothers <laughs> slash it's basically Mario. Yeah, Brothers. <laughs> you guys played mushroom golf. Which is awesome, but how, <laughs> that's actually really cool. Like I think about creativity uh, on that side of things. Like we, we often, not on this podcast, but we often chit chat about how sometimes I think that the media has taken us away from those types of hmm. creative mindset. Now, there's ways to be creative on media, but I think some of those like getting out, exploring, trying, Just, making things. Yeah, yeah. We're here for four days now. How do you keep yourself entertained and? Uh... Mush- Mom, Dad, mushrooms. I'm bored. Well, it's going to be a long four days. Just figure something out. <laughs> Go find a mushroom, kid. Yeah, you, you <laughs> just don't eat it. But, and if you do, just let us know when so we can get back in the boat and get you back. Yeah. So did you guys tent or did you like... We would we would tent and we would... Well, oh, this, I got a great story. Okay. The first year we had a kitchen tent. That was like we were feeling like it was luxury and we had... We well, of could, could be in, yeah, outside while it was raining and playing cards on the table. Um, first year. <laughs> I, this is the part where I, you're coughing and I should be like covering and just, just keep going with my story. <laughs> I don't know that how to do so that so funny. Yet. I was taking a drink of water so quietly so it wouldn't be in the microphone. <laughs> and then it goes into my air pipe and that's the end of it. All right. Well, the water's coming out of my eyes now, so we're good. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so we we uh, we we left. I don't even know why. I was scared of bears. I was the oldest. The kitchen tent was right beside our tent, and I told I told my siblings I was trying to convince them to sleep closest to the kitchen tent because I felt like a bear was going to come into the kitchen tent. And so I was trying to get my younger siblings to sleep closest to it. That's really noble. Um, it didn't work out. Like my parents, I must have said my reasoning and then they're like, no, you're sleeping beside there. You're the oldest. So I was sleeping right there and I was scared that there was going to be a bear coming. And then, so that night, definitely a bear came. No way. And went into our kitchen tent. And I don't even know why we didn't like hoist our food, but we didn't. So like six, five feet away from me, this bear was rummaging through our stuff. I was asleep. So it didn't really bother me or make any difference. But what my dad did was, my dad's, my dad's pretty rugged. He's yes. a, he took off his shirt, reached outside, found one of mine and my brother's swords that we were fighting with, which would be a stick that we found in the bush. He wrapped his shirt around it, took the kerosene that he had for, for the cook, camp, camp stove, just doused his t-shirt that was on. So he just made this torch, just like spur of the moment, just boom, boom, boom. He's got a torch. He lights it, runs outside, and chases the bear out of the kitchen tent with this torch he just rigged up. That's <coughs> actually awesome. And then so it started going, 
he got it running away from us and it was he was a little bit scared but then like i don't know like five campsites down it's like start apparently it turned and started trying to go into this like tiny little tent like it was actually like trying like making its way in there so my dad just had to just run it right off of the whole campsite with his with his torch i mean that that's like one of the that's one of the things that i remember that like those are the funnest times so okay so what does that tell you about dad or what perspective shifted for you about dad like what what goes on inside of you then i think i mean that's just pretty typical of my dad but that you can problem solve in any situation i think that was one of the funnest things about about camping too like we don't you need to set up a tarp you have to get super creative with how you how you go about it you need to i don't know find water or go get like how do we haul all of our gear from this place to this place and we just figure out ways the easiest ways to get around and doing stuff and problem solving especially we would do like two week like backpacking like backcountry trips the whole fam so even just like preparation dehydrating all of our food before that before we go and figuring out how to pack everything and just like i guess maybe the yeah the problem solving the puzzle aspect of all of it was super fun but then also just the time eating, sitting around the campfire, eating and just hanging out with the family is by far my favorite memories of it as, as a kid, like just being together. And those are, I, I don't know, there's something about it that just really makes me love my childhood. And if those are the only things I think of, like there were other things that were probably worse than that, but those are my like that's what i truly believe that like those are the pretty accurate representations of the best parts or the the wholeness of what we were as a family that's wild i've known you a long time like since you were like 15 14 i did not know that you guys would do like two week backcountry backcountry hike camping like not a chance like what yeah a couple couple portages here and there and the like that yeah that's awesome that's just not something i ever knew it really doesn't surprise me and even just your character and nature you actually are like that today you like to figure out you like to problem solve like let me try i'll I'll come up with a way that doesn't work like other people be like no other solution you'd be like just give me a couple minutes here i'll think of something and you always come up with a way yeah. To pull it off somehow. Yeah. That's uh I didn't actually put it together until you asked me right now. Like that the problem solve aspect is that is one of my favorite things and camping plays into that huge. That's really interesting because I would have thought maybe security and safety of dad, like dad is strong, you can trust him, like he's a protector, he'll guard you anywhere, like anywhere dad is, I can go, I wanna be like my dad. Like I would have imagined that. That, that is interesting. I I think I just don't he doesn't have much fear in those things and neither do I. So those aren't like the, <laughs> it's just like, here is a problem. Let's fix it. Oh yeah. That is interesting that that's what I grab onto though. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is cool. I have some pretty significant memories. Some I think come out of like, maybe I felt a lack of something. So I remember like, it's a story that I tell often, but like one day I came downstairs, I genuinely was like, mom, Dad, sometimes I just don't feel like you guys actually love me. My mom got up and chased me around the house. Like, I mean, she chased me, which has never happened. 
She finally catches me. I don't know how old it was, nine or ten years old. Tackles me on the couch and just smothers me in kisses. <laughs> and I was like, this is the best ever. So I remember coming down the next day. I'm like, oh, mom and dad, like, I don't really feel loved. Because I just, I wanted the chase. I wanted the pursuit. Uh, like, I just, I loved that side. So that's something that, like, that's, like, stuck in there. And it's like, why, why did that stack, stuck, stand out to me? Maybe it was a, a lack of something. But maybe it was just, like, really knew my mom just really loved me. Hmm. But then we have things like I'm driving down the street or we're driving down the street and all of a sudden our vehicle gets hit by a snowball. And it's from kids that are over the six-foot fence at Harrow School in the playground on the hill. And my dad pulls down the next street, says, I'll be right back, rips out of the vehicle, climbs over the fence, chases the kids down, and like an hour later comes back to the vehicle after he (laughs) walked the kids home, talked to the parents, and dealt and then came home. And it's like, <laughs> my dad's basically Superman because he could just clear the fence and he'd do it. So how does that impact? Like today, I, I don't know. I've done this 50 times probably. I, I'll stop at anything when people are doing things. Because I, one time, I threw a snowball and hit a car because lots of people did that. I hit a car and the guy slammed on his brakes, put it in reverse and chased me down. I was terrified. I was like, I'll, I'll never do it again. Like I was cured. So I was like, oh, maybe... Maybe I could do that for other people. Like I could make a community safe by catching kids when they're like 10 and then like making them think that they're in big trouble. But then you like show them lots of care and love after, you know, like that's how I kind of saw my dad do it. So yeah, those are some like, I have so many memories, but those are sort of things that are like etched in there. And then like camping for us, it was all linked to ministry. So we knew that we didn't have piles of money. We, we chose for my, my mom to be a stay at home mom. So we were sort of, I feel like we were a part of the process of figuring out life. Like how can you still be on an adventure and do fun things? How do you upgrade your home? How do you buy some of the luxuries perhaps when you you don't really have the money to pull it off? So we were sort of a part of it. But we did things like my dad would go and ask six neighbors if they wanted new fences built. And he said, I'll build them all just if you pay for the material of my fence too, I'll do all the labor for free. So he was a teacher. So we just spent three weeks building fences for all of the neighbors. And the fences are still there. And that's when I was 10. It's like 30-year-old fences. And they still are fantastic. <laughs> and But that's how we got a free fence. By building fences for six, five, six, seven neighbors. Something like that. We want to go on vacation. So I remember a couple of years we wanted to go to like Niagara Falls and go that way. So typical families get an RV or tent or whatever. So we tented, but my dad called a camp. It was called Camp Crossroads at the time, called a camp in Ontario. Hey, do you need a speaker such and such a week? They're like, yeah, we do. So we drive like straight through the night to get there. And then we set up camp. Um, I mean, we go to the camp. My dad speaks for the week. We get to be campers or just camp kids uh, for a whole week in a new place. So it's like exploration, trying things you've never seen. And then we spent the next week, because they would pay you a little bit to speak. Yeah. And we spent the next week touring. And then we'd come home and just covering the cost a little bit as you're going away. Entirely. It was a paid for trip because we couldn't afford it any other way. And I think my mom probably was like, We can't afford it, we can't afford it. My dad's like, My dad and I are similar. It's like, oh, he's gonna come up with a way. It's like, I found yeah. a camp. Right? Like your dad would do like it would have done a different mind was like found a camp we could do this it'll cover the cost and he would have finagled a way to pull off his 
dream for the family, and I definitely have that side. And you, so we... You definitely have that. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I've been thinking with the, with the first story about, about your mom, like, that is how you show love to people now. I mean, hopefully not adults in the same way, but, like, my kids will come up to you and, like, provoke you until... Because they know you're going to chase them down and smother them. In every way. Those are... It's cool seeing how those memories we attach to actually translate into how we relate to people now. Like, I didn't think of it. I haven't <laughs> thought about it now again, like, until you say it. But, like, it was so good for me to be chased like that that I probably just instinctively believe that basically everyone wants to be chased. Two kids at church this weekend. <laughs> like, I said, hey, man, do I get a little high five, little Josiah? And he was like, he just looks at me. And just turns and books it, right? And <laughs> I just chase him down and throw him over. I'm like, I have him over my shoulder. I'm tickling him. Like, I need a high five or I can't let you go. And then he's not giving it to me because he's going to play that way. And then you put he, him down. I'm like, knows. did I push too far? You know? And then at the end, I'm like, I know I have to call the game quits because I know, like, they got to go. So I just, like, forced him to give me a high five by, like, tackling him. And, and him. So, yeah, that's really interesting. That's definitely a way in which I would express my love and care for people. Yeah, that... Uh, that's cool thinking about that. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so you're thinking about creating these new memories. Yeah. And, and I think, so I'm kind of in the same, like, we're not rich. So certain things, I just can't, like, we just aren't doing the same kind of vacations. Yeah. But we we still have the most fun. And I'm trying to think, what are the things that I want to, what are the, not just like the experiences, but how is the family time remembered? What are the, it's even this times being together, the times we're forced to like squish in a vehicle or even sleeping seven in a RV is not that, it's not going to be that luxurious. No, right. Totally. But, but I think those are the kind of things, those are the moments that I think we'll remember, we'll bond us as a family and even just because I love, and probably because of me, my kids love just finding a new spot. Let's go find a new rock to climb. Let's go oh, yeah. find a new bird to take a picture of. Let's, there's a waterfall here. We're going to stop, and let's see if, what can we do. Can we jump off this thing? Like Those are the... I, th- I think those are like bonding, solidifying times. I think even if my kids would say what are their favorite things about your nine years alive. It would be moments like at the cabin when we go to the fallen rocks and we go climb up them. Like those are the those are the things that they're gonna tell me. Just because we're doing things together and pushing each other and just like Do you do you think Adam that this has something to do <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to imagine like in our culture today, is it like we don't actually want to put effort into a plan or being creative. And so we can buy our holidays or buy the creativity hmm. instead of actually having to do it. And so there's a, there's a cost to it. So you can spend the seven grand plus your time away and you can go spend 15 grand, do a holiday and you can come back. That, that, and that's fine. Like you can do some really neat adventures. But I wonder if 
if like we've gotten rich, rich enough or so wealthy that we can afford to just pay for people to plan and put together our adventures. And mm. so we do these tours yeah. instead of coming up with maybe some creative ways. I don't think it's one or the other necessarily. I just, I think maybe you, you and I are maybe forced in this position where we have to figure it out, right? Like we, we have to figure out a way and how do we have these great experiences without like another memory I have is my mom coming outside and my dad had made us stilts. And so we got on the stilts and we're, we could not figure out stilts. And my mom's like, you guys can't do it. Like I can do it with my eyes closed or something like that. Some kind of mock. We're like, yeah, right. There's no way. Cause my mom, like she wasn't the sports one. She just <laughs> marched out there. She climbed on those stilts and she just marched around the whole yard. First shot. We're like, what? So like mom respect level through the roof and it was just stilts and that created a world of like, I don't know, probably had 10 different stilts and my highest pair was probably eight and a half feet at the foot and so, which is pretty high. <laughs> That's very high. Especially on like spruce wood that has like knots in it, like a little two by two like spruce. Oh yeah, these, these were like homemade, like you were making these yourself? Uh, yeah, like we didn't have money to buy. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah we just made them no, with no, scrap wood that had been sitting in the garage drying for years. Like... <laughs> Yeah, this should do. Yeah, a little bit sketchy. Yeah, I remember the tall ones. Like, they were literally bending. My dad's like, no, they're fine. They're <laughs> fine. And I only went like 20 steps, and I was like, that's all I could do? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was sketchy. I, I Yeah, I do wonder if that's part of... I think for me, that's probably part of the, the draw. I, But I love the spontaneity of just going... Going and finding something and doing it and not knowing necessarily having a destination but not knowing how you're gonna get there. Right. That that's like so much fun for me. Okay, so is Mandy like that too? She's not not so much. So how does that work? Like how Well that how much how much structure and planning do you need to have on in a spontaneous trip for Mandy and you both to feel like it's See, that's good for both of you. Something we're gonna have to figure out and explore. <laughs> but I think I think she uh, will be more. Once we start, I think it's actually in her to be more spontaneous like that. Okay. But I think it's just gonna be a learned thing. <laughs> Learn to enjoy it. As we're gonna figure it out as we go. And she's willing to give that away. That whirl. is the yeah. The coolest part is that even though it's not it's not her thing right now. She she can see that it's mine and the boys and she is totally game to do that. And the RV is actually a little bit like extra luxury. Like I we can tent the whole way, but, uh, but an RV can, is pretty rad. If we can have a proper bed and, and maybe a bathroom, then, uh, then that's the extra little push that she's more in for these kind of things. And actually like you can be walking around in there while you're driving, I think, right? Uh, some provinces and states. Ah, uh, not all of them. Not all. I'm just thinking, like, imagine, like, sitting at even sitting at the kitchen table, like, playing cards while Dad's driving. That's great. Like, you're you are describing like top three bucket list items for me is having an RV and traveling with my family. Honestly, top three. Guess what? I'm not going to use it every week of the year. Come on. So uh, we can share. We can probably share. We should maybe just get an RV together. <laughs> we should, we should, we're getting an RV. That's it. Podcast See, from an RV next month. Yeah. <laughs> so Kendra would not be that way. 
Kendra's not a risk taker. And so had a sailboat. We're going to get ready to go on the water. And I want Kendra to come on the adventure with me. First day in, getting the sails up and learning how to sail. Figure it out as you're out there. Yeah, she's like, "Uh, no. (laughs) You'll go like 20 times. I'm like, 20 times? I'll be so bored of sailing after 20 times. I'll I'll be done with sailing. Like, that's over. Like, I just love new experiences. So so Kendra would prefer not to. But I, I also love just doing anything with her. So anything she would want to do, I'm game to do. But risk is just not her thing. So we kind of compromise these things. Like she knows that I'd like to do a hike when we go on vacation next week. So she's looking because she needs to do this. She's just looking for like the best hiking trails. One that has sort of a safe path and one that maybe has a gnarly path that most of us as a family would do. But she wouldn't have to. But she could if she wanted. But she wouldn't have to depending (laughs) on how bad it is. And so – that's a way that she gets to have security. And then I love it because we're going to find the best one. Like, so <laughs> she's going to do that research to make sure she's that already done the research for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like we're going on a trip and my kids don't know what we're doing every day. Like they don't have a clue. So I can't say it right now cause we're in my house and the kids are going to hear probably, <laughs> but like, but like every vacation that we've gone on is like we, an example, my son played soccer tournament in Calgary so we go with Riker's team to Calgary, stay with my uncle and aunt in Calgary for free, and we do one thing as a family, because again, a family of six, just to go to the zoo is like 200 bucks. And yeah. some people are like, oh, I spend that just going to the bar on the weekend. Well, we don't. Like, <laughs> I'd be bankrupt if we did that. 200 bucks is like full vacation payment right there. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is the max of what our entertainment is for this trip. The whole week. <laughs> or like, actually... So this one is like we've been saving because my oldest daughter is going to graduate next year. So we got like this one summer. So we're like, here we go. So Let's do it. Yeah. Every day we have like rad stuff, and we're on the first day we do this unreal thing, and like I think the kids are going to lose their minds on uh. on day one, and then <laughs> the rest of the trip is like every day it's just better. Ah, uh, that's amazing. And but we it took planning and time and it's not like we're spending lots of money it's spending on the right things and then finding things that we can also do that don't cost because anything you do with a family of six or seven is crazy it costs, it costs money yeah so what what is it what is it for you that makes this like like right before Michaela's graduating next year yeah it's your last year of kids home not working like what what is it that's making that push for we got to do this well that's it like this could be the last kind of the one big trip us like we've done some little things together um but this could be like the the last chance without like boyfriends or girlfriends without marriages with like graduation without summer jobs like yeah this is the year we can do it so if we don't do it this year we're not going to do it so we're already planning for grandparenting like i know it seems a far way off but we're like i'm already there in my mind (laughs) so i'll have the rv or the bus with for my grandchildren because I just want like grandpa days all the time. Oh, for sure. I'm pretty sure you and I are just going to have grandpa days. I, I'm 100% down for this. We'll just buy it. Okay, so once the RV is done, we just buy a bus and like Adam and Donovan podcast goes live <laughs> with all the grandchildren in the bus and we just go cruising with the grandkids. I'm, I'm in. I'm in too. That would be, be fantastic. That actually would be just... I got, a, I got a few more years though before potential grandchildren, but... Yeah, how many? I don't years? necessarily want to be thinking about those things at this moment. Why? Because your youngest is two. 
just turned three, so maybe it is oh, time. I, you're it's basically about there. Time. <laughs> like, my youngest just turned 11. Like, in the Mennonite circles, we could have them all married in eight years. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> That's kind of crazy. That's bizarre. We shouldn't think that way because I'm not quite ready for eight <laughs> years, all my kids out of the house. That I'm not ready for. The, um, the kids are like pumped though, right? Like, oh, yeah. And spending time together and just going out and doing stuff is like a... What, what, what have you... Because you guys have done a bunch of stuff too. Um, in the, some, Oh, I was thinking you and one of the girls went out west, just you and them, right? Yep. Yeah, we have these little we have these little moments like again Riker at a soccer tournament. How summer worked out last year, just Zaya and I went on the trip, and Zaya and I are like the same person except she's like uh, an eleven year old female, and I'm like a forty two year old male. So maturity kind of just like meets right in the middle, right in the middle, like twenty like, and you're, yeah. you're good to go. <laughs> so like early in the morning, it's like five in the morning. We're gonna leave. Like I packed that morning just before we're walking out the door, and we're like, what do we all need? So like, we like all the seats were down in the van, and we just start loading it with stuff. It's like, what are we gonna eat? It's like, I don't know, Dad. And we're secretly sneaking through the house, just finding stuff. <laughs> and then she loves olives, so we took like three cans of olives. I don't know how many we took. We took like these little noodles and pork and beans and what else. And then everything we took is like what we had to eat because that's what we brought, <laughs> right? And we're cheap, like we don't have a lot of extra cash kicking around, so. But because she chose it with me, we made the most gnarly food, but it was so, it was so fun. And she's an adventurer, so I did things with her that I wouldn't do with my other kids. Like, we stopped at the big teepee in Medicine Hat, and then, of course, there's people there taking bathroom breaks, and they let their cats or dogs run around, and she makes friends with everyone and every dog, and we're talking with them and having a ride. Like, we probably could have just done a free trip across the country, just staying at people's homes that we met because we're both pretty extroverted. <laughs> and uh, so her and I travel like that, and uh, which is different than I would travel with some of my other kids. So, but it's, yeah, it's really, really good. And I think the pressure is sort of on too, like how, do you, how are you going to create all these memories? But we've actually found there's lots of ways to create memories with your family that doesn't have to be expensive. Hmm. So... Again, I, I often tell people, just pour your life into helping other people. I think there's an adventure that way. Mm-hmm. Two days ago, Zaya's outside, just goes and helps the neighbors weed the, the yard or her, the garden. Because that's part of the adventure of our family. It's like, mm-hmm. not just going yeah. away, but like, let's go do something together. Like, let's go meet our neighbors and talk with them. Let's go bake cookies and bring them across the way. Let's, like, there's lots of things like that. Yeah. That are also adventure-filled. We just... I think we just get really lazy and we think that adventure or memory building is just like vacation in Mexico. And then if you pour your life in others, like we, Ken and I actually talked about it today. Like we'd have a season where friends had a, parents had a cabin and they're like, man, we just love it if you guys would come for a few days. And so went a few days here and a few days there and a few days over there. And all of a sudden we spend a week and a half, two weeks in a row all on Storm Bay Road at just past Kenora <laughs> at different people's cabins and just because <laughs> you just pour into it and people want to be with you and you want to be with them and there's opportunity without everyone having to own a cabin. Hmm. And I think it's a it's just a real gift and I think there's a way to be creative. We have friends in Pansy who have a log cabin in their pasture. So we've gone there. And 
cows are wandering around the outside and we're sleeping inside. There's no running water. and and But it's awesome. It's just a different experience. Like I wouldn't want to go there every weekend. Yeah. yeah a couple times in my life with my family is awesome. And I think that's what, if I was going to come out of here, the memories for me are not like the big expensive ones. Although like I remember things, but I remember maybe the unique, I remember like the fun, emotional connectedness. I remember going on a hike and I was like the only one who was willing to risk to go up to this little cave uh, in the rock. Looking back, it probably wasn't that high, but like no one else wanted to. But for me, I was like, oh man, I accomplished something or... Hmm. We climbed Sulphur Mountain, and my mom at the end was like, Donovan, I think you probably hiked the mountain three times because I'd run up as far as I could, and then I saw my mom was struggling, and so I'd run back down, and I'd grab her hand, and I'd help pull her up, and I was ADD. I had so much energy, and I just ripped. <laughs> and so, but she would say things like, oh, you have so much energy, and you're such a big helper, and then it sticks in your head. You're like, oh, helping people, like those words have lived with me. I remember walking from St. Vitale Shopping Center to the Little White Church on St. Mary's and Bishop Granite. There's a snowy path. And I said, oh, mom, can I hold the bags for you? And I held the bags and I let her go ahead of me. And we got to the end. Like, you are such a gentleman. You're going to make your wife very proud, very happy one day. Well, I don't know how old I was, 10, 12. Hmm. And it's stuck. And it's like, oh, you always let the woman go first. Always offer to carry the bags because... Like, you're going to honor them. It's noble. And it, yeah, and your mom gave you that encouragement within it. From just a word. <clears throat> yeah. Because we were just together on a shopping adventure, maybe. Hmm. That's, when you're talking about that, I just it just reminded me of, my mom used to be, she used to clean more gospel church back when we went there. And she would take us along and we hated it because we would have to like, whatever mop the whole floor or shovel all the stairs or whatever but like thinking about it right now those were some of the funnest times like i i didn't like it looking back i love it and just remembering like we would there are certain times just the way the one of the staircase would just gather so much snow and it was the worst <laughs> and since i was old as i had to do the most and whatever and i hated it but then I remember my dad pulling up in his huge white Ford because he just got off work and he came. And that was, he came with a bigger shovel than I had. And he just, we together, the whole family, we just shoveled this, got the job done so that we could go, go home earlier. <laughs> Mom could be at home early. And that was just, but that's those family times together or just my dad just showing up and being like, oh, he's. Oh, maybe there's a big and strong. He can move more, more oh, yeah. snow than me. I don't got to do it anymore. He's he's the hero now because I got to do less work. But those, even the crappy times in the moment as a 12-year-old kid yeah, are like super bonding. And, yeah. I, and I love that. Like looking back at it now, I love those times. Okay, so looking back also for you, Adam, did you did you have like things that your that your parents highlighted about you? Like said things about you that like, that like stuck. Like Adam, you're 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 super creative, and it kind of stuck. Or I love it that every instrument you touch, you're just able to play it. Like, did are there things like that that you remember? Yeah, I think music would be would be one. 
Okay. Just super encouraging with with music. Yeah, I guess creativity in general. Like I used to I used to draw a lot. I don't huh. think I was good ever. But my mom would get me like proper pencils and proper pads and I would just she just encouraged me in it and and so all that yeah, the creativity that was always a big big thing that they reckon or built up in me or even allowed me to really explore with without getting too personal but like maybe there's an illustration is there anything like negative that was spoken that was like hard for you to shake or like you purposely chose not to go down a certain road because you you heard the words of like ah that's that's not a good fit for you i don't know maybe i'm like very optimist which i think i am right i i remember things so positively usually um but no i not not specifically that i can that i can think of right now do you have do you have some of those that i have i have very few i don't even know if i could think of a negative right now like i can think of things that happened that weren't good but i feel like all the negative was probably justified <laughs> Like, you know, when you get a spanking or something like that, like for something you've done, you, you, at least in our home, I knew, like it wasn't erratic, it wasn't anything. Yeah. But I think psychology probably, I I haven't looked at a study, but I'm willing to bet if I just did a Google search, I'd find some university or psychology study that would actually probably say like, if you grew up and, and having positive bond memories like that or affirmation, you probably don't even know most of the negative, you know, even, even two kids in the same home. Um, you, you can take things differently, but if there's affirmation about who you are, um, mm. I think it's really good. And if it's criticism all the time about who you are, uh, I think it can impact you forever as well. Yeah, I know that's that's interesting. I th- I've talked. My dad's told me we've like we talked about. He just said like he, he worked too much, or he had to price in the evening sometimes, or yeah, he would be in his office drawing plans or whatever it was. But I don't. Like I remember him being in the, I remember him having to work or mm. keep the office door closed for a certain periods of time. But what I really remember is when I needed time, he dropped it and made time. Oh yeah. Or when, yeah, my my mom would just hang out and joke, and we would just have fun, and like those were the negative things that I could hold on to probably like, like my dad just having to work more, whatever, running, running the business. I don't, cause he was intentional with the time that when he was with me. Right. And those are the things that I hold on to. And that, that's probably what you're talking about all the way through this. It's just, we're putting intentionally putting an effort to create memory, to, to give time to, people that we love to I don't even just know invest in them. Memory might be the right word for as you get older, you think back and there's fun, fondness yeah. in that way. But I think it's actually like bonding. Like it's yes. emotional connectedness. Yeah. Which I think actually relates to God. Like I think there's a lot of people that go through their lives and they've never emotionally connected with God. 
it's just it's just purely cerebral or it's like read the bible do this but it's it's not like emotional connected it's not relational mm-hmm. i think that's really challenging and when i think when i think back in my childhood like like the things that i did with my parents i got to just go on the adventure or the i did their life with them and it was exhilarating for me cuz i'm like i'm i have a lot of similarities maybe it was different for my siblings but so I can't speak on their behalf. But like, I had a day off of school. I wanted to go to school with my dad for the whole day off and be a student in this classroom. And I would go to school on my days off with my dad's classroom. <laughs> and it was like, it was the best. Like I, I, I loved it. I couldn't wait to go there. Saturdays we're working at the school. Like my dad, um, he was busy like pastoring, counseling, ran an animal room with like 500 animals in the school plus taught. And it's like. We Saturdays we have to go clean cages or build tanks or feed animals like every Saturday for most of my life. I could hardly wait most days to go, especially when I was like building glass tanks with my dad. Like that was like the best or picking up shavings at different spots or trading animals like rabbits for snakes at Petland or at the zoo. And these are the things that we did. And my dad and my mom just took us on the journey with them instead of, I think we're weird today, Adam. I think it's like, no, we have to have this like work life, family balance. Everything is separate. Yeah. Yeah. And we get, and then we get weird. It's like, we got to be home, but now we've been home like seven hours a night for like 10 nights in a row. So we find that we don't actually bond. We're just watching Netflix. Hmm. That's probably not okay. Right. So like. Have a vision or purpose. Like at last time we were talking about this, like with your marriage, have a vision. Yeah. Probably we could go back to it and be like, with your family, have a vision. Even if the vision is like five times a year, do something so out of the ordinary that it will be memorable. <laughs> but go into it with that. Like, or for you, you guys have seven, seven in the family. Each of you gets to choose like an adventure, of course, within reason. But if you told your kids you got a hundred bucks to plan an adventure for the family of seven, and each of them can choose whatever they want, yeah, I don't know. You might only get to McDonald's and have ice cream, like really good <laughs> ice cream. That might be it. But you might have like some pretty rad. No, that's adventure. That's actually a really good, really good idea. We have the other couple weeks ago. I don't know what it was. Hayes, a five-year-old, he said, uh, I think it was right after Father's Day. He said, when does kids want to do day? So kids get to do whatever they want to do. So fun. So then the next, the next Saturday was kids want to do day. And really what they wanted to do, they wanted to watch a movie in the morning or cartoons, which they would have done anyways on Saturday <laughs> morning. That's, and then and we went out for ice cream and maybe we had like... We did something, I can't exactly remember what all the things were, but they just got to choose what it was and it wasn't expensive. He just got to pick what it was and that was the funnest time. I should do more Kids Want to Do Days. Basically. Kids Want to Do Days. That's probably what our next adventure, I mean, podcast used to be is Kids Want to Do. Kids Want to Do. Just have all of our children <coughs> on and if you could choose a day, what would you do with your family? Like That's hysterical. <laughs> that, that is pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that really, really, oh, I guess, yeah, summing up it is those bonding, like making those intentional times together 
to bond with each other is what really translates to memory. Yeah. Looking back. Please don't listen to this podcast and be like, I got to buy an RV or I need to get a cabin. <laughs> Please don't listen to it that way. That's not what this is about. It's like actually within your means, how do you do it? And, and even within your means, maybe it's not even within your means in terms of like, I got 10 grand to spend. I can just blow it on it. Like maybe your adventure actually needs to not be self-centric and it has to be other centric. And you like come up with a way to use the finances you have. If you're a follower of Jesus, like for the kingdom, Hmm. like use it for something that will bear fruit on the long haul, but adventure on the long haul. That'd be, I think amazing. Uh, Yeah. And we had the chance to go to Mexico with a family. They they brought us out there and they brought us to this place called uh, families of the dump. And we went and just watched as these people lived in the dump or worked there collecting and trying to recycle so that they could just kind of survive. Hmm. And, uh, and then we went to their homes and we got to go visit them and bring them Kool-Aid and sandwiches and whatever. But it impacted my children hmm. being with those that are impoverished. And it was just this really beautiful adventure for us. And then, and it didn't impact them the way it impacts you and me. They didn't real like, they didn't even realize they were poor people. They're just like, we're in a different part of the world. This is what they do in other parts of the world. Yeah. This is so cool. Dad, can I go in their house? And it's like made of like tin and cardboard. You're like, okay, here we go. That's awesome. And I think it's really, really good. I, I love that. So that's where we end today. I think that's it. So the podcast is Make Lasting Memories, which means you got to be emotionally connected, bond mm-hmm. together, do things that connect you as a family and I think probably wisdom Adam would say, think about like take time to think about your family and make sure that you don't just do the things that just you love to do or two of your kids love to do. You gotta think through like what is it gonna do for each of the kids? Yeah. Cause each of them needs value, needs what you and I had, which is we both grew up liking our experience of family, having good bonds with our parents. Uh, we both had that. Uh, but not everyone does. And so that's my parenting advice 101. I think that's great parenting advice. Between the two of us, we had nine kids. So I think <laughs> there should be a little bit of. There's quite wisdom, a bit of authority. A little bit of there. wisdom there. Yeah. All right. Six males, three females. That's pretty fantastic. <laughs> so, hey, that's it. Make memories and uh, make them last and make them good. Till next time. I'm not going to do it. I thought maybe subconsciously you would just throw it in there. (laughs) I'm not doing it either. Not a chance. Until next time.